0: Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. It's uh it's getting pretty good here in this storyline. I really like this episode. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have to say. So Llewellyn, <laughs> I'm gonna kind of turn it over to you. We don't have any updates or anything like that, so we could just go right into the episode recap.
1: Perfect. All right. So this week we watched. Season four, episode six. Mm-hmm. We're on? Yes. Um, the one titled The One with the Dirty Girl, Ooh. which I already cringe at the title. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, this one was written by Scott Sil- Silveri and Shayna Goldberg Mihan and directed by Shelley Jensen and originally aired on 11 6, 1997. Ross's beautiful new girlfriend has a disgusting secret. Chandler gets closer to Kathy and buys her a pricey birthday gift, and Rachel proudly completes a crossword puzzle without help. Nice. Yes. So I find it funny that we just had a conversation about um, the three storylines we were going to talk about, Mm -hmm. and we we mentioned how Rachel's is kind of like a throwaway storyline, like it's very minor, Mm -hmm. but yet somehow it made its way into the description so you're right that is interesting good call out yeah anyways um all right do you have a preference for which one we start with no have at it all right then let's just get ross out of the way
0: (laughs) awesome (laughs) and by ross i
1: mean his
0: nasty disgusting
1: girlfriend (laughs) nasty girlfriend all right so the episode opens with um opens with Ross with this gorgeous woman mm. outside the cafe and all the friends are like gawking at him except Rachel through the window and she and he comes in and um, all of them kind of just stare at him like what the heck and he does Monica's I know <laughs> mm-hmm. and then Chandler is just like baffled because he's like how did you what did you how and she's just like stumbling on his words and then finally he's like how did Joey hits him Mm -hmm. He goes, how did you get a girl like that? Because they're all just so confused how Ross could find a beautiful woman like this woman is.
0: And she is really
1: pretty. She is. Yes. Um, But of course, Rachel, before (laughs) Ross answers, is um, is like, well, she's probably a model or an actress or something like that. And Ross is like, no, actually, she's a paleontologist at the museum. And he spouts off all this lingo that I don't even know yeah she like
0: specializes in the prozoa era or something random, and yeah Chandler's like yeah. well, that's that's the easiest era <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. right um, and then Ross admits that he thought like she was out of his league um but she's the one that wants to go on another date with him,, mm-hmm. so he is just like living it up, he's gloating, he's got like he's super proud of himself, and Rachel is just like not even caring um but he's like definitely gloating yeah so then a little while later we're at her apartment okay wait but before
0: we move on wasn't i loved how rachel was like maybe she has a bet with her friends of who gets the most nerdiest guy to go home and he's like i hope she wins that bet (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was very proud of himself yes he definitely was
1: Okay, so then we're at her apartment. We're outside of her apartment um, and the door. They're making out. and then she invites him in. and we can assume from this time that it's it's been a couple dates. Mm-hmm. Um, so he <laughs> she invites him in, and all I can say is it is just a huge mess. It's a horror like, movie. It's a
0: it's, it's a literal horror movie.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like hoarders. On steroids, I feel like.
0: What's weird about it is I can't tell if it's like... It it felt like the writers were trying to edge between a hoarder and an actual, like, just slob. Yeah. But definitely leaning towards the hoarder side. But, like, Mm -hmm. the way that she haphazardly... It feels like even though hoarders have stuff everywhere, it starts off relatively organized ish. Yeah, like it's not like just they... strewn on the floor.
1: Yeah, and usually hoarders, like they, they go up. Yes. Like they, they start something and then it goes up. Yes. But in her case, it's almost like her laundry doesn't have a closet and then her food she never takes care of. So it's just like stuff is everywhere. It's like you can't see the furniture, you can't see the floor, mm-hmm. really. It's kind of like how it is, and it just that clutter just makes it feel even more messy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, Ross is like right inside the door. He is mortified. <laughs> you can just tell on his face. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to walk in any farther. <laughs> and then she is looking for. Um, her hamster Mitzi.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She's like, oh, like I haven't seen him in a couple of days. And Ross is like, oh, that, did Ross make a comment there? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Cool, but yeah. So she comments on us. She hasn't seen the hamster in a couple of days, and then he's like, do you like cinnamon cinnamon toasties? Um, <laughs> because because I got some at my house, and we can you know eat some of that with milk and light a candle and sit on the couch and like he's just like trying to get her out of that house mm-hmm. to go to his yeah and like hang out and do stuff because he just doesn't want to be there and she comes over and she's like well if i'm honest i don't really want to go to your house and he's like well why not and she's like because it kind of has a smell
0: yeah so much so, so much for like the splinter in your own eye
1: <laughs> right right oh gosh yeah so then a little while later, we're at the boys' apartment, and it's Joey and um, Ross, and Ross is trying to explain to him, like, how messy, because Joey's like, well, how messy are you talking? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know when you when you come home from a long day and you just want to, like, throw your jacket on a chair? He's like, well, instead of a chair, it's a pile of garbage, <laughs> and instead of a jacket, it's another pile of garbage. On another pile of garbage, it's just garbage everywhere, well, he's like, and then
0: instead of the end of the day, it's the end of time, and all that survived <laughs> is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably my favorite yeah. quote, like those three things compiled is probably my favorite quote of the entire yeah
1: it was good like show it was it was really good,
0: like this episode, not the show, sorry,
1: yeah. So then Joey asks him, like, well, what would you do? What happened? He's like, nothing. I got the heck out of there. Um, And then he he talks about going back to his place. Or um, I don't remember if Joey asked him. I think Joey says, like,
0: why didn't you offer going back to your place or something?
1: Right. And then he's like, I did. But she says that there's a smell. And Joey's like, well, what does your apartment smell like? He's like, I don't know. Soap. <laughs> <laughs> So we see here that Ross is in like a predicament. Like he wants to see her again because he finds her attractive, um, but he doesn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. So Joey's like trying to encourage him, but then at the end he's like, "Now just go get your beautiful pig." And then he starts like snorting like a pig.
0: Yeah, he's essentially like, "You're gonna have to do it on the mess." And Ross is like, all, yeah. R- all right,
1: yeah, do that or the smell." Yeah. So then we're back at her apartment later. And, um, she asks him if he wants to come in and he's like, yes, (laughs) yes, (laughs) I do. And it just like very much feels like he wants to say not at the end of that, but he doesn't. Yes. Um, so they go in, she goes to her bedroom to like change or whatever. And he takes his jacket off. He kind of folds it up in his hands and he sets it on the corner of the couch. And then he sits on the jacket so he doesn't have to sit on her furniture Mm -hmm. or lack thereof. Um, and then she comes out, And then he like I think he like thinks he feels something So he like tries to swat at it um, And then she comes out And puts her hands over his eyes And like guess who And his response Department of Sanitation <laughs> <laughs> And I love how she like Didn't even acknowledge that he said that
0: Yeah it would Which, have Like if she would have thought about it, it That's a really That's very offensive
1: It is like, if I were her in that situation, I would have been like, "Excuse what are you me, about? yeah, yeah, yeah." But she like doesn't even care and basically like pushes him on the couch. They start making out, and then he at one point like sticks his hand in something that's like black and gooey.
0: Who it reminds then, me of like uh, um, Nutella or something that's been out. Like it's definitely in the like flowy oh, yeah. stage or like melted yeah. chocolate. So gross
1: disgusting or like natural peanut butter when it's like yes like oh my
0: gosh yes
1: <laughs> yeah it's so gross um but then he so he's like making noises because he's like freaking out about how nasty and dirty it is mm-hmm. but she's thinking he's like really into their you know make out session yeah um and just like thing after thing happens and then the table the bag of chips that's on the table starts moving mm-hmm. and ross like freaks out and yells and um he gets up and he like grabs something he just starts smacking this bag of chips (laughs) (laughs) and she she is mortified she's like oh no she's no it's it's probably mitzi it's my my hamster (laughs) and he stops and she looks in the bag and she's like oh no we're fine it's just a rat ew and she says it so like calmly like is that not an issue like, yeah you're a smart woman if you're a paleontologist that specializes in whatever the heck you specialize in
0: how yeah. does this not bother you and it's it's just so like she was relieved she was like oh yeah. it's just a rat and ross is like oh, like what
1: just a rat yeah it's disgusting <laughs> uh. So, the last part of this um, was just the tag when <laughs> the day opens her door and Monica is there. <laughs> and it's the middle of the night, apparently, and um, we find out that her and Ross didn't work out, and Monica's like, well, he kind of told me about the state of your apartment, and well, I just, like, couldn't sleep <laughs> knowing that it was such a mess, so can I clean it? <laughs> Which is so Monica. Yes. But alas, the lady or the date closes the door in her face and does not allow her to clean it. So she just cleans the door instead.
0: Yeah. I feel like the writers missed a really good opportunity or like the director to give the girl direction to be more like offended by. Like she acted less. She acted more offended when she should have been. No, 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 She should, sorry, wow, what am I saying? She should have acted more offended, but what she did, like, what the actress did in that moment was acted more dismissive of the offer, which I didn't feel, like, gave it that, like, the punch of the joke that we were really wanting. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it does.
0: That was sort of just, as I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I really wish she would have leaned into that a little bit more, because it just feels so not leaned into you know i don't know yeah
1: for sure yeah she they she like even just in the whole episode like she didn't seem aware of the fact that like your apartment is disgusting yeah which was just kind of odd because i feel like me i mean my apartment never looks that bad and if it ever did i would need to go to the hospital um yeah but even like if i just have like dishes in the sink or my clothes aren't folded yet or something like something minor like that to me if I have somebody come over is a mess and I'm like I can't I can't have that so like the the fact that and I'm very aware of it if like I know for a fact that my apartment isn't clean by the time someone comes over like I'm aware of it so the fact that she was not even aware that anything looked bad yeah I don't know right anyways anything else with that storyline uh no all right so then monica and phoebe and their catering business um in the beginning of the episode monica comes out and she hangs up the phone and she's like visibly upset and she tells the friends like i just had to turn down a catering job for a funeral for 60 people and they're like well why did you have to turn it down like you need the money um and she's like, because I don't have equipment or money, and I can't, like, cater something out of nowhere like that. Yeah. Um, and Phoebe stands up, and she just, like, harps on Monica for being so negative. And she's like, do you want to be Monicaan or or Monica... And I don't even remember how she ends it's
0: that. Monicaan Monica or
1: Monacan. not <laughs> or Monacan, yeah. yeah. Um, but then she goes on to, like, encourage her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know... All these months you've been like you've been so down on yourself and like saying you can't do it and like you want to do it, but you're not taking the step and all of us or whatever. And she finally ends up saying, She's like, How much money do you need? Because I'll give you the money. Yeah. And Monica gently reminds Phoebe, like, you are also unemployed. <laughs> How are you gonna give me money? And she's like, Because you're gonna go make money and then pay me back. But her whole point of it was like, She's like, I just want you to get started. I want you to take a step. Um, so she offers her the I think it was $500. Yeah. That she needs to get started. Um which I thought was really sweet of Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe's been Monica's biggest hype man these last
0: several episodes. She really has. Um and it and it's great because like Phoebe alluded to the fact that like she's like it's been you've been like messing around with maybe catering for like 3 years when are you actually yeah. just going to go do it? So,
1: props to Phoebe for that. Yeah, proud of her. Um so then a little while later, Monica enters the apartment and she is over the moon, excited. She's like, that was the best funeral ever, which seems odd of a statement, but we all get why <laughs> she said it. Um, and she's like, it was so good that I have another funeral tomorrow. It's the best friend of the guy that I just went to their funeral. Apparently she said some comment about like, apparently this accident's going to make me a lot of money or something um, or generate a lot of business. So then she's showing Phoebe and Rachel her um, new supplies that she bought with the money that she just got. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe is, like, super excited. She's like, oh, that's so cool. Awesome. She's like, so where's my money? And just, like, so openly asks her for her money back. And Monica is, like, kind of taken aback for a minute, but she just tells her, like, you know, I had to buy supplies so I could do more catering. And she's like, look, how about I pay you back with the money I make tomorrow? On the job I have. And she's like, oh, that's totally fine. She's like, also, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to sound like a bank right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in this time, we also see... Um, there's another, like like we mentioned, the Rachel storyline is very similar. Or very small. But this is the part two where Phoebe tries to help her with a crossword puzzle. But Rachel is adamant that she wants to finish this puzzle on her own with nobody's help. So... um. That's when Phoebe like just basically ignores Rachel and goes to Monica. Mm-hmm. So then we're at the next funeral, and Phoebe came with Monica. Did she ask her to come, or did she just come? Um, I don't, I
0: don't think she asked her to come. I don't really know why Phoebe no. was there. I don't either. I mean, it's
1: a good thing she was, but maybe she was like coming to pick her up or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Anyways, they're in the they're in the kitchen at the at the funeral the i almost said the reception but it's like the thing that's after the funeral um but monica is all packed up they're like getting ready to leave and she has to settle the bill which we can see that monica hates she's like this is the part i hate like i don't want to go out there and bother her about you know settling a bill after she just buried her loved one um but Phoebe like hypes her up again and she's like, You can do it. Like, just go do it, and then we can leave. So she walks out to the widow and she asks her for the money, or she very shyly asks her for the money. Mm -hmm. Um, and the lady, like her response is just Jack used to handle the finances, and she starts crying, Mm -hmm. like sobbing. And Monica is like petrified, so she's like turns around and runs back in the kitchen. And that's basically all we saw at that part. Um, but we go back. We're kind of at the funeral for a while. Um, and Phoebe is irritated. She's like, I think they're just trying to get out of paying you. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, you get you gave them a service. Like, they need to pay you for it. And she is just very adamant that this lady's faking. Yeah. Um, and Monica is like, well, she just lost somebody. Like, how do you ask somebody? You got to be careful about that. And she's like, she whatever. seems pretty sad
0: to me phoebe's like yeah. people are always trying to get out of pain <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah she's like you wouldn't know the first thing i did after my mom's funeral paid the caterer <laughs> um so then phoebe opens the door to the kitchen and all we see is this lady like flamboyantly singing this like <laughs> musical number yeah and she's like, no tear, like nobody's crying. Everybody's like cheering her on. And she's like, Yeah, she's really, she's really sad. I can see that. <laughs> um, so Monica still doesn't want to go out, she still doesn't want to ask for the money. And Phoebe is just like, you know what, whatever, I'll do it. So she takes the envelope, she storms out of the kitchen, and she's like, Hey, 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 you and basically just starts yelling at this lady and telling her that um I don't even remember what what all she said but she's like we're not leaving until you pay us for the service that we provided yeah that's essentially Um, what she harps on she's like we provided a service and you ate that service so we're not leaving until we're paid yeah and the lady was like okay follow me to my bag and so she like follows her out (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Monica is just again mortified petrified and she's like she like very shyly like takes some cards out of her little stack and she's like here here's some cards if you guys ever ever need need me for anything and like sets them on the table as everybody's like staring at her so awkward um which was so awkward but i would definitely be monica in this situation yeah i'd be phoebe down (laughs) i had a feeling that's why like if ever we were to be in catering which we wouldn't but we wouldn't ever (laughs) no we both had our share of
0: and no one no one would want us to no no
1: no I'll clean up your dishes after, but that's about it.
0: What's funny is like um, Monica being like, maybe I'll try it intermission because they like peek out a couple times to like, nope, she's still singing. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she's like, she's like, you still didn't get the money. She's like, maybe I'll try to intermission, and that's when Phoebe <laughs> gets
1: like, she just goes for it. Yeah. Um. So then, towards the end, um, Phoebe. Monica and Rachel are all in the cafe. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe or Rachel is ecstatic because she finished her crossword puzzle without any help, which we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Mm-hmm. But um so she she like she's like I finished it, but there's no one here to like hug me. And all we see <laughs> or all we hear is like dishes crashing and pans flying <laughs> and then we see Gunther appear from the back of the cafe and then he trips right before he gets to the couch and that's when um Phoebe and Monica walk in so he like stands up slowly because obviously then she tells the girls and she hugs the girls mm-hmm. but it was <laughs> it was perfect it was like the best like
0: Ross's line was my favorite line and then Gunther's trip and like You know the the this little moment is my favorite moment of the episode. I still have a favorite scene, but like there's little things leading up to that.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Um. So then Monica and Phoebe tell Rachel like how the day went and how Phoebe is um. She they basically explained it how Phoebe is a hard ass and Monica is a wuss. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And. Phoebe was like, "Yeah, like we, like we can fight crime together." Like, she like said it all together. It was really creative how she said it. Um, But then Monica is like, "Well, wait a minute. You're unemployed and I'm unemployed, and you like to like settle the bill, and I like to do the food." She's like, "Why don't we start a business? Like, Mm -hmm. let's cater together." So then they're both like super excited, and they're like, "Yeah, like this would be an awesome thing." Um, So that's kind of how they like end their like catering. Thing that will come to play in later episodes yeah um anything else with that um one thing i loved was at the beginning
0: of the story when monica comes in and announces like oh i've just had to pass on a funeral for 60 people rachel's like oh my god what happened and she's oh, like 60 yeah. yeah. people in attendance <laughs> i just thought it was like Really funny that Rachel literally thought 60 people had died, and it was just one big funeral yeah, for all of them. She's like, oh my gosh.
1: Come on, Rachel. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But speaking of Rachel, we'll kind of close out her crossword puzzle yeah. thing. Um, there's one other like main scene, well, kind of two, but one in general, where she's in the apartment. She's working on the puzzle on the couch, and Chandler's eating something in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she just randomly turns around and she's like you know what i think we should all go see a musical we should all like just go see one Mm -hmm. and chandler's like okay uh which one and then she looks back down and we see she's looking at her crossword puzzle and she says the 1996 tony award winner and chandler's like oh okay that's pretty specific um and then he i think he first says greece she and so she counts she's like nope not that one, uh, maybe a different one. And then he's like, uh, what about rent? And she's like, "Oh, yes, that's it. And so she writes it down because clearly she just needs help for the crossword puzzle. Yes. Um, <laughs> so then he walks over and he's like, yeah, so uh, when do you want to go? And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I can't. I'm busy. <laughs> and then gets back to her crossword puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I probably wouldn't even really have talked about this, except rent is my favorite musical mm-hmm. um which i think i've mentioned on the podcast before I think, I think you have talked about this i think you definitely have
0: yeah because we've um, we've talked about like cats because they had mentioned it early on in the series and i think yeah. we've just mentioned
1: plays in general oh well this was like the because this was this episode was released in 97 and it was the 96 tony award winner so this was like right around the time when it was big and like Popular, so it probably would have been like the Hamilton of the time. Mm. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Um, so Dude, Hamilton it's just is so cool dope. That, like, <laughs> Hamilton is so good. So dope. Um, but yeah. So that's basically it. And then there's like one other little spot later on. I think I actually left it in, maybe where she, yeah, yeah, with Anyways, Chandler, with Chandler. Yeah. Um. So then the last storyline is again the thruple yes um chandler joey and kathy in case you haven't listened to our last one go listen to it Mm -hmm. um so in the beginning of the episode chandler walks in and he needs wrapping paper because he's holding this present and phoebe thinks it's for her birthday present and he's like why would i buy you a birthday present your birthday was months ago and she's like because you told me that you had a present coming that hadn't arrived yet, so I thought maybe this was...
0: It. It's like a very special surprise. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, which only Phoebe would remember. <clears throat>
0: yeah, Chandler's uh, not looking so good in that moment.
1: Yeah, no. But we find out that it's a book for Kathy's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an early edition of The Velveteen Rabbit, mm-hmm. and um, which Rachel seems to be... be seems to like as well so she goes to touch it and he's like no 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 don't touch it i don't want your your oily hands to mess up the paper or whatever and um she's like oh then don't let it touch ross's Ross's hair it's so good (laughs) any time to dig it ross Uh, um but then somebody asked him like how did you find that book and he's like oh it was nothing nothing bad i just went to a bookstore and then to another bookstore and then i had to ask like the great grandkids of the author and like he basically went to great lengths to find this book yeah because he's like i talked to some like
0: i talked to the some of the store owners and couple shipping suppliers and maybe contacted a couple grandchildren (laughs) of the author
1: um so then phoebe pipes in and is like oh what a great way to say i secretly love you to your best friend's girlfriend
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um and he's like, No, it's not. Is it? And he turns around and kind of looks at Ross and he's like, Well, compared to what Joey is gonna get her, what do you think? <laughs> um So Chandler's in a predicament. Mm-hmm. Then Kathy and Joey enter and she um kind of like looks at him and like whispers something in his ear, like, Can I go to your can I go to your apartment and whisper something to him? And he's like very loudly. He's like you can pee here there's a bathroom <laughs> joey <laughs> he's so rude God. um so she goes to the bathroom and then that's when um i thought this line was funny um as she's walking past chandler she says hi and he's like the duck is using her bathroom anyway so <laughs> um but then they ask or chandler asks joey what he's gonna get kathy for her birthday Mm -hmm. and he's like well we've only been dating like three weeks like why would i get her anything yeah so essentially joey's like i'm not getting her anything um to which the friends encourage him like no you need to get her something and it needs to be something really nice yeah and he's like oh i know and (laughs) rachel's like not a coupon book for an hour of joey love (laughs) yes (laughs) And he's, like, visibly irritated by that, or saddened by that. Um, yeah, he's, like, shocked that that wouldn't pass as, like, a valid gift. Right, right. Like, how dare you? <laughs> uh, so then a little while later, we're back in the apartment, um, and I think it's, yeah, it's Rachel and Chandler, and that's when they're sitting there, um, and she's working on a her crossword puzzle, but then Joey comes in, and he's just, like, so tired. He. Is very vocal about how tired and exhausted he is because it's so hard to shop for girls. Mm-hmm. And what did he buy her? A pen with a <laughs> clock on it. So, the worst, yeah. So, Chandler is like obviously irritated because that's like ridiculous, yeah. Um, and he's like, Well, what did you get for so and so? And he's like, Oh, well, she never had a birthday when we were together, and he's like, For three years. So, yeah, Joey's missing it on all counts here. Yeah, Joey's not very good at buying presents yeah. for women, or anyone in general. So then Chandler offers, graciously offers to buy him a gift for Kathy, um, and Joey's like, yeah, well, while you're at it, could you uh, also get a card and like sign it for me? And he's like, yeah, would you like me to write a poem in it, too? And he's like, or you could just get one that already has one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... That was it. And then a little bit later, Chandler comes in, and he's irritated because he can't find a gift better than the book to get for Kathy. Yeah. And he has the book in his hand that's wrapped, um, and Rachel is like, well, why don't you just return the book and let Joey give him, give her the pen, and then you buy something even crappier than a pen.
0: <laughs> well, she's like, um, and then you can get him, or get her just, like, a regular pen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. That was funny. Um, and he's just like bummed because he's like, I really, I like really want her to have this book, even if I'm not the one that gives it to her. Aww. And she, and Rachel's like, oh, that's so sweet. And he's like, really? You don't think it's just pathetic? And then Rachel's like, pathetic. That's it. And apparently that was a word on her crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Joey, so jo- Joey storms in and he's like all dressed up. And he's like, Oh my gosh, Chandler, I've been looking everywhere for you. Where have you been? And he's like, You've looked you've really looked everywhere? He's like, Yeah, I looked in the apartment, I looked in the hallway. And he's like, Oh, okay. Um He's like, I, I need I, I need the gift. Like, where's the gift? And then so Chandler does the, the right thing, essentially, and he gives Joey the book and he is visibly confused as to what it is, so he's like shaking it in front of his head, mm-hmm. like being a child like a kid yeah yeah and chandler tells him like it's a book it's um and he's like i just i just want you to like let me know like like what she thinks of it essentially um he says something else but i I didn't write it down uh something else about the gift he tells her yeah he tells him what it is he's like it's an early edition of the velveteen rabbit Something that um, Kathy really liked from her childhood. Isn't and, it like, like a first
0: like, or second edition?
1: Yeah, I think it was a first edition. Yeah, those are really And real he nice. like explains like how it's her favorite and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, and I, that this is why, what I wrote down, I remember thinking um, only Joey would not realize how much Chandler knows about Kathy's childhood. Like Chandler should not know that much yeah. if he didn't truly care about somebody. Like you don't... I don't learn that about my my friend's significant or like boyfriends of three weeks. Right. Well, and also like we'll find out later
0: that Kathy knew. But the reason Mm -hmm. she knew is because Joey like explained it weird. And it's like, couldn't couldn't he have just said what Chandler just said? Like if Joey had just said, I know this is your favorite book from your childhood. Boom. That's it. She yeah. probably would have been none the wiser.
1: I don't know though because I, 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 mean, at least I'm gathering, I'm assuming that her and like Kathy and Joey have never had a conversation about her childhood, whereas like Chandler and her probably have in the middle of the night. Yeah, but and like so my thought are was you like she probably gathered. Well, my thought is she probably gathered it from that. Like, oh, I didn't tell you about my favorite book, but I did tell Chandler that this was my favorite book. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, we're we're jumping ahead of ourselves. I know. Um, well, not too far. Because really, the only other thing that happens there is Joey pops his head back in, and he's like, do you have any extra or any change from that 20 I gave you? <laughs> he's like, no, I spent it all. It was $20 exactly. Um, so then what we were talking about, we're at the boys' apartment. It's after their date, and Kathy comes in, um, and... Or Joey comes in and he's like, yeah, how'd she like the gifts? And he's like, oh, she loved it. She's like showing Rachel and Monica right now. Um, and then Joey's like, I feel kind of bad for taking all the credit. He's like, because, you know, I'm going to get a lot of credit for, <laughs> for giving her this. And I just like feel bad. Oh, Joey. Um, but of course, Joey, he has to always relate things to sex. Mm-hmm. So then Kathy enters and um, Joey wants Chandler to give her the pen. He's like, yeah, Chandler got you something. And he like slides the pen down. And Chandler's like, no, I didn't. And slides <laughs> it back. Um and he's like, what are you talking about? It's right here. And he like slides in front of her. And so Chandler's like, okay. And kind of turns around and is just very like reluctant. Yes. Um so, so he gives her the pen. And I think it was one of my favorite parts was he's like, I'm sorry. As he hands <laughs> yeah. it to her. <laughs> um but she she opens it, she's like, oh, nice. And he explains it exactly how Joey had explained it earlier to the friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, oh, and she hugs him and whatever. So then Joey really just wants to go to bed. Um, he's like, w-
0: you want to go to bed? Well, he's like shaking yeah. his head yes and like grabbing her yeah. by the shoulders. Like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he's like don't forget your coupon because apparently he gave her the coupons still with the coupon yeah um but she's like yeah i'll just be in there in a minute so he goes in the room and it's just Kathy and Chandler and she's like i just like thank you she's like i just want to say thank you for the gift and um he's like yeah like it's it's nothing at all like he kind of like plays dumb but i think he i think he knew what she was talking about but he plays dumb and looks well, like that i
0: don't think he did because, like, she, he couldn't have known that she assumed it was him. Like, there was no real reason that he would have assumed. But she's like, thank you for the gift. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes when you're writing, you don't know the exact time. And he's realizing, like, how stupid that sounds. But
1: yeah, he didn't do, like, he didn't buy that gift. Yeah. Um, but then she gently reminds him, like, no, like, thank you for the book he's like oh how did you know and she's like well when joey handed it to me he said well i know you like rabbits and i know you like cheese so here you go (laughs) see that's why it made me think that like
0: because of the way that joey said it she was probably like this didn't come from joey yeah
1: yeah but i still think like how would chandler have known that that was her favorite book if they hadn't talked about it
0: well it's not like there's I'm not social saying media they, where she can post about it. Sure. I'm not saying that she didn't talk about it with Chandler. But like sometimes like have you ever had where you're like, wait, have I told you that yet? It's like you can't remember who you told what to. Yeah. So she would have had to be very like cognizant of the fact that like I told Joey this, but in all of my first date love, like interest conversations, I somehow didn't say this to Joey too. Yeah. You know, she would have had to like know that for sure which sometimes i don't even remember like wait did i tell you this it's like no oh okay (laughs) like your update that you told me earlier (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) did i tell you this i was like nope (laughs) perfect example um
0: it could have been both too who knows
1: yeah yeah she could have placed it like, like put it all together yeah so then chandler is connecting all the pieces he's like oh okay um And she's like, you must really like Joey to go to all that trouble for him. And, like, you can kind Mm -hmm. of see as they're, like, talking back and forth, like, they're getting a little closer to each other. And so you can, like, tell that, like, at this point, I mean, you don't know, but, like, you can tell, I don't know if you can, but I could, that there's, like, something between them. Like, she kind of likes him and he definitely likes her. Um, And so they're kind of getting closer. But then she mentions that, like, you must really like Joey to go to all this trouble for him. And it's like a light bulb flicks on in Chandler's brain. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's my best friend. And he's like, good night, Kathy, and turns and walks away before, like, he does anything else that he might regret.
0: Well, and you I, did you did you I think hopefully you picked up you picked on the fa- up on the fact that, like, she was really talking about herself. Yes. OK, because she because yes. she's saying you must really like Joey to do all that yeah. but really she means like
1: yeah you must really like really, like, really me. like me and
0: like now yes. they both know it
1: because I think that yeah that was the point where they both like they both realized and they got like stepped closer to each other but then he like realized what she was saying it was like yeah but he's my best friend yeah and like the way he said he's my best friend was very like I can't do this yeah definitive and, and walked away for sure which is so sad the loyal side of Chandler yeah um Which is good, too. So he turns around, says goodnight, goes to bed. Mm -hmm. And then Joey opens the door. He's like, you know that coupon (laughs) expires, right? Uh, Taking the mood right up. (laughs) Yeah, right up. So that is the end. Great, great episode. So you've said your favorite moment. You said your favorite line. (laughs) What's What's my favorite favorite scene? scene?
0: My favorite scene is the end. I think we've watched chanley chanley oh my gosh we've watched chandler sort of struggle um with having kathy there and liking her and this unrequited love that like finally the realization that like she likes him back and that there's like something between them feels very um even though he's obviously saying like we're not going to do anything about it um i feel like there's like some i don't know what the right word is but it's just like confirmation for chandler that like yes she likes me too and that can sometimes feel very validating for yeah like because when your own feelings go unrequited that's like such a bummer but when you get the the hint and you feel like the undercurrent that like oh wait they like me too that's very confirming um so i just it felt like a win for chandler in a good way and it's like the first girl that he's like actually serious about and like pays attention to it's not like jill goodacre in a vestibule you know it's it's like something real and something that he thinks is worth investing in just and you can see by the length of like effort that he went to give her the gift you know so i just liked i just liked it It felt very it felt good it was a good scene
1: yeah um i i don't know i i don't know that i have a favorite scene i just i don't know maybe i mean it's a lot it's it's similar to yours because i feel like this episode <laughs> really with chandler is um he is in the struggle like we saw last episode he was in a struggle too but mm-hmm. this one it's like he's trying to come he like he he did finally come to terms with like no this this can't happen between me and kathy like this is yeah. what it's gonna be like we're gonna be friends and, um, I think the part where he gives Joey the gift and he's like, you know, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care who gives it to her. I just want her to have this gift because she deserves it. Like, I think that was like, for me, I really like that part with Chandler because I feel like that was him realizing like, okay, Joey, take it. Um, yeah. Like, give her this awesome gift and like, make it from you. Mm-hmm because it just really shows his, like, loyal part, but, um... Yeah. Yeah. I just like that. I love this storyline, so I think <laughs> it'll probably be one of my favorites in almost every episode until the storyline's over. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, love that. Um, what... How would you rate this episode? Um... I think I'm gonna do the same. The seven, seven, seven. Nice. Um... For a lot of the same reasons. I mean, we're still in that same storyline with the thruple. I thought Ross's storyline was pretty was pretty good, too. I mean, it, it doesn't carry over at all. Mm-hmm. But for a filler in the episode, I thought it was funny. Um, I think, like we talked about, I wish they would have had the girl be a little smarter and, like, realizing that she's a slob. But mm-hmm. um, I think for a throwaway, like, scene and storyline, it was pretty funny and good and kind of like rounded out the episode yeah um and then I like that they also like the Monica and Phoebe aspect like I like that Monica and Phoebe are like hyping each other up even though they're in this season of unemployment and like they don't they don't know what their next job is gonna look like Mm -hmm. so they're like leaning on each other which I think is you know like the definition of a friend like you should be able to be there for your friends so I think it was really really good storyline to have that so that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm going to give it a how you
0: doing. Um, nice. I obviously loved the Thropple storyline, like Chandler being so invested and like, even the Rachel thing was pretty funny. Um, I just didn't think that the, I feel like we've been doing like, they haven't really been knowing what to do with Mon, like Monica right now. So it like feels very like, Oh, it's another catering story. Like, it just feels very I don't know, and maybe I just not a fan of the storyline in general or this season of her life, but um yeah, I just I think the other two storylines aren't as strong as the previous storylines were when I rated it like a little bit above the the seven, uh-uh. so yeah, I just how you doing seemed like a good nice a good one, so. Um, yeah, okay. Post show wrap up, let's do some trivia.
1: Pew pew pew. <laughs> yes. All right. It's my favorite. <laughs> when you do that. <laughs> Alright, I'll do it all the time. Okay. Um all right. While in London, Oof. which member of the royal family did Joey meet? Wasn't <laughs> oh, it the grandma? Like the actual queen. You're guessing? <laughs> no. No. Um wasn't it an older person though? <sighs> like it wasn't like the queen, but wasn't it maybe it was like a <laughs> was that a relative of the queen? Like a sister? <laughs> which which or is literally the entire thing. Yeah, I don't know. Was it it wasn't Prince Albert, was
0: it? Hopefully not. Cancel. <laughs> Cancelled. Um Charles? I wouldn't i would never have gotten this oh no henry wait who's henry it's a girl never mind philippa Uh, no okay just tell me i'll never get it
1: uh sarah ferguson the duchess of york
0: oh i would have never guessed that my entire life nope even now like if you were to quiz me about that in a couple of weeks i would still not remember that still
1: forget it yep yep me too um but as soon as that episode comes up we're gonna remember yep we'll be like we know who that is (laughs) sort of um okay what was the name of ross and monica's childhood dog (laughs) part of me wants to
0: say we should stop doing trivia (laughs) (laughs) because
1: we suck because we suck Uh, uh
0: like i think we no longer have the right to be able to do these episodes um the dog. It's very unfortunate because all I have is Mitzi rolling around in my head
1: right now. <laughs> it's not that. I I think we've already heard this name. Doesn't the dog
0: die? And doesn't, like, Monica take it really hard? Like, Monica gets the phone call or something? I feel like that's a storyline. So. Yeah. But I don't. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. It's Chi-Chi. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed it, but I know it now that you said it. we know
1: things. We know things. Guys, I promise we
0: like this show. (laughs)
1: Some of these questions are not easy. Here's
0: the deal, though. To be fair, before we started recording this podcast, I had only watched the show one time through, thoroughly.
1: Like front to back? Like front
0: to back. Now, have I seen random episodes? Sure. But... It's not like we were watching Friends reruns as a family. Like, it, it just we right. just didn't do that. Yeah. So it, it, it's not like The Office, where, like, I've seen it 10 times through front to back. This is very different, even though it's been, you know, a show that's been out for 25 years. This, like, once I'm finished, like, once we are finished with this podcast, I will have only seen the show twice through. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to go based yeah. off like one. And I'm honestly thorough.
1: Like I don't even know if there's a show. Like there's a couple of shows that I've seen like front to back a number of times. Like New Girl. I like New Girl. Um, and Criminal Minds. Unfortunately. Oh dang! Um, that's a feat in itself. It took me months, yeah. and
0: I was in the middle of quarantine, and
1: yeah. that's all I did. So. Um. But well, to, oh, to be fair, I did skip a couple episodes that I knew I didn't like. Oh, but <laughs> cool. Um. I honestly, like, I don't think there's a trivia game out there that I could get and say, like, if someone gave me a New Girl trivia game, I couldn't probably answer them mm. all that well. Even though I've probably seen the whole series three times through and I just started watching it two years ago. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, kudos to those people out there that can pick up a, a trivia game like this and, like, nail the questions Crush all the time. It. because Yeah. I can't do that because I just don't remember it because a lot of times when I'm watching TV shows, especially ones like Friends or New Girl, it's like they're on in the background while I'm doing something else. Mm. And I might laugh at it because I remember that funny moment, but like I'm not watching it in depth, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: And I feel like the trivia questions are the things that are like the, the thing within the scene. So, yeah. like, there's like always the, there is always the thing that the scene is pointing at you. So it's, like, the main storylines, the conversations, the jokes. Then there's the things that are happening behind the main characters that are happening in, like, the subcontext of the scene. So it's, like, yeah. you would have to watch it several times through to know by heart the things that are forced at you. And then to be subconsciously getting the things that are, like, the things that trivia comes from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or that's mentioned once in a 10-year series. You know, they're mentioned yeah. one time, and that's like, do you know friends? And it's like, you said that one time right, over 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and hundreds of
1: episodes.
0: Right. So, yeah, it's it's a little, I mean, I get it, and we'll still do it. It's just, I'm trying to justify with myself that, like, you don't have to, you haven't even seen this, like, You've seen it once all the way through, and now you're rewatching yeah. some of these, so anyways, um well, I don't have any social media spotlights, so let's go to recommend to a friend, okay, Llewellyn, can I be honest with you? Yeah, I have been waiting for you to tell me about how much you love tick tick boom. And the fact that you have yet to bring it up, that has me. I haven't me, even brought
1: that up? It, oh my gosh, I'm going to change my thing. I, this one can go to next week. I
0: literally have been waiting for it to be on your recommend to a friend, and I am shocked that it okay, hasn't okay. made it.
1: Yes, it should be there. It's going to go there now. Um, I'm going to leave that other one there so I don't forget. Yeah, but... it'll copy over. Um. Okay, thank you for reminding me. Okay, You're welcome. So I'm shocked. I... I'm honestly shocked. I need to, No, I know. Um, <laughs> it actually works with this one because we talked about rent. Yeah, true. Um, but no. Okay. So the reason I haven't brought it up is because I forgot because I watched it. Um, there, was a, there was a short period of time where we weren't recording. Mm-hmm. I think our friends know by now that sometimes we record in bulk, um, as does sometimes. 90% of the podcast world. Um, it's true. <laughs> but <laughs> there are... So there was a, like, a period of time where we weren't recording mm-hmm. and at the time I was still living with my mom and we only had one TV and she's not like super into musicals like I am. She's one of those people that will sit there and ask you 5,000 questions. Like I tried to watch <laughs> In the Heights with her and we got a half an hour in and she was lost and I said, mom, you can't, I already told you, you can't be on your phone, can't be working on a puzzle like you have to pay attention to this movie Mm -hmm. because it's like Hamilton where even in the music the storyline is progressing right you don't pay attention to the words you're gonna be lost yeah um so I don't like watching musicals with her for the first time yeah sure so long story short she was at work that night and I was like it's it's my time the movie's (laughs) out I'm gonna watch it it's my time so for our (laughs) for our friends out there that don't know tick tick boom it's on Netflix um it is the first... It's in Netflix like, in the US, at least, that we know for sure. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It may not be in yours, um, but search for it. Um, it's the, it's about Jonathan Larson, who is the person that created Rent, who wrote Rent, mm-hmm. the musical, which is funny because we talked about it in this episode. Yes. Um, and he... So it's... Tick, Tick, Boom was the first musical that he like wrote that made it anywhere. Um, and I have to, I'll have to admit, I... Thought I knew enough about Jonathan Jonathan Larson, but I actually didn't until I watched this. I was pleasantly surprised at how much I learned. Um, but I thought it was absolutely incredible. Um, I I haven't been like excited about like a movie or a musical anything in a while. Mm-hmm. I love I loved In the Heights. Don't get me wrong, um, but I felt like this it one wasn't was just. But it wasn't Hamilton. Well, no. But it was also in the Heights was also his first musical as well. So it's like it should have it. Yeah, they're it's hard because like they're nowhere near the same. Mm -hmm. So like they shouldn't even be in the same playing field. But you put them in the same because they're written by the same person. Right. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) It's just like it's like Rent and Tick Tick Boom. Like a lot of people do will not like Rent, but I could tell you they probably would like Tick Tick Boom Mm -hmm. because they're totally different like audiences. Um. But essentially, it's just a story detailing his life, um, kind of, Mm -hmm. and like how he's a struggling artist. And I think they could not have gotten a better person to play Jonathan Larson. I think Andrew Garfield is an incredible actor and singer. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so funny to me that I didn't bring this up when we watched, when we talked about Spider Man, because, hello. Um, But. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I loved it. I, I actually watched it that night and I think I watched it again or I started watching it again the next night cause I had some like downtime and I only got like halfway through it, but the music's great. The storyline's great. Um, I learned a ton about Jonathan Larson and it's, I don't know. It's just, it's like a good, I feel like it's a good story. Um, about like the life of an artist in the 80s and 90s Mm -hmm. just because it was a it was a it was a different time and um especially in New York at that time and trying to make it and his story always just gets me because he you know he wrote this incredible musical that has won so many awards and is like still touring to this day but he never got to see it on Broadway like literally died the night before it went on broadway that is literally
0: the saddest thing to me it's so sad and like it went on to becomes
1: i know yeah so big and his legacy is like one that if you know rent you know his legacy and i think that's like kind of what pushed that story even more forward but yeah it's, I don't know, it's incredible. I could talk about it. I actually now want to go watch it again, so <laughs> thanks for reminding me. What baffles, like, not baffles me, but, like, what I've realized that,
0: like, it makes me so sad. Like, I think I, I get, uh, it's like this, it's like this internal, like, depth of sadness when there's storylines that don't have the resolution that you, like, want yeah like the fact that rent became what it was and it was about his own life really i mean and things that his like friends were struggling with and all that and like how out of that came his thing but that he didn't get to see it like those stories sadden me more than the ones that end sadly but at least you have a resolution Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i just it made i was like so bummed for him because i'm like you literally didn't you didn't part like you weren't able to witness the fruit of all of your pain and sadness and suffering and um struggle and all that and it oh gosh it was so good
1: yeah and I think it's just like like the his I think the movie too what I really got from it is just like you know he talks about like the whole movie is him basically um trying to write this screenplay and this, not screenplay, uh, this musical that he wants to go and it's, like, something far off and, like, far out there, space like, all this weird stuff mm-hmm. and, um it's, like, he's focusing on that this whole time and then, like, while I'm watching the movie, all I'm thinking about is Rent yeah, and how, like, it's li- like, Rent is literally what you're doing and what you're living right now yeah, like, the story of like, Rent
0: is unfolding before your eyes because it's his right.
1: life Right, and it's just so—I don't know—like things, seeing things like that, like it just reminds me that, like, you know, sometimes we can put you know screenwriter, screenplay writers, and like um, producers and all that, like directors, up on this pedestal because they're like, oh, they're so creative. How can they do that? But a lot of times, it's literally just what they're living, and it's like it's just a story I'm telling you, yeah. And so it, it just—I don't know—it was really cool to like see. I think the world knows Jonathan Larson because. You know he wrote rent and because of the sad tragedy of him never getting to see it be a, a success but mm-hmm. now that the world can also see like this is who he was and this is what he did and i think that's important i wish it wouldn't have taken so long but yeah and andrew garfield knocks it out of the park if you look oh, up a picture so of andrew good. and um jonathan larson like they even look similar so it's just kind of creepy but yeah he's so good yeah well, I'm glad I brought that up for you to bring up. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Because I would have kept forgetting. And it was
0: very serendipitous of it to be this episode when we mentioned rent. So how perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm totally going to take a 180. <laughs> 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 it almost yeah, feels literally. like disrespectful to now say my recommend to a friend because it has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. Um, so my recommend to a friend is dryer balls. Um okay. <laughs> so <random>. Shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay, so dryer sheets, which is probably what everyone has grown up using. Dryer sheets are made up of plastic called polyester substrate and are coated in chemical softeners that contain artificial fragrances that um irritate the skin and respiratory system. And I've been trying are to Are you reading that? Maybe shut up. Okay. I've been trying to find ways. Sounds so scripted. (laughs) I've been trying to find ways to like get more natural with some things and have less waste. Um, And I know dryer sheets are wasteful because they're single use plastics, essentially, Um, things that don't break down easily. Um, And so I've been trying to find just little ways to like implement things in my life that don't, a lot of them don't cost me a lot in the sense of like habit and um, lifestyle changes it's just little switches that um, I didn't like throw out all of my dryer sheets that I have I just know that once this box is over I'm switching over to the dryer balls that I bought so I bought um, uh, these ones are 100% compostable wool dryer balls and they reduce wrinkles static and drying time Um, So then you end up spending less on your energy bill because you don't have as much dry time. Because as the dryer is turning over, it creates like air pockets because of the weight of the balls. So instead of your fabrics being really close together and just tumbling together in the dryer, it helps to like lift and separate as it tumbles with it. So it cuts down on dry time. So it also helps to save on your energy bills for using the heat setting. Um, Nice. So yeah, so if you're looking for whoa okay i can see who's I watching instagram instead of listening to me which is fine Ugh, I'm, a, I'm definitely
1: I'm a, cutting that out i'm spend
0: it. You better not. you I'm so better not i'm gonna keep talking so that it's very hard for you to do that so anyways that's my recommend to a friend yeah you better keep that in i'm gonna be mad if you don't
1: Oh, that was good. I'm going to crack up when I listen to that. I don't even know what that was. I was so scared. <laughs> I can tell
0: you listeners exactly what happened. She opened up her Instagram app and then forgot that it was on, like, loud. And all of a sudden it started playing whatever reel was up top. So that's what
1: happened. So <laughs> No, I need. No, I got to tell you the truth. I muted my mic and I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> you were I was, watching, I was watching stories. I was watching stories, and then I, I, I stopped the stories, and then I unmuted my mic so I could talk, <laughs> and then I started to. <laughs> and you know, once your sound's on, it's then on, it's on it's for on. everything, and I forgot. So that is so yeah. funny.
0: So, thank you guys for listening to us because we don't even expect each other to listen to each other. So, <laughs> Llewellyn, uh, if you're not listening to me, then who is?
1: <laughs> y'all, I'm checked out.
0: I'm okay. Tired. Well, then let's end this charade, I guess. Um, next week, we're going to cover the one where Chandler crosses the
1: line. Ooh. All right, friends. We will catch you next week on the One of the Friends podcast.